So I tidied my desk up a little bit before talking to Lucy. I was a little bit embarrassed with how it looked. Um, I really enjoyed this chat. It's with Lucy Milligan-Wall, the founder of LMW Edits, which is a boutique professional organising company based in San Francisco. They kind of like go into folks' houses and do it on Zoom and that and organise you. So we talk about how an organised home life can help you kind of prioritise work and relationships and other activities and make you a little bit more productive. We talk about how Lucy lights a candle to signify moving into deep work mode at home. And we also talk about how we separate work and home when a lot of us obviously work from home a lot of the time. Uh, Can we organise too much as well? Mm. Check out lots of links in the show notes, including Lucy's YouTube channel, which is brilliant. Okay, And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Let's get to it. Hi, Lucy. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for doing this. You know, I, I tidied up my desk before I started talking to you. <laughs> Something about priming. <laughs> it is, yeah. I just looked at it and I thought to myself, oh, what a mess. Lucy's not going to be <laughs> impressed with this. <laughs> it, got, it got a quick tidy. <laughs> um, i tell you what. Love that. Listen, l- l- let me give you 30 seconds because we hate really long introductions on podcasts. So um, 30 seconds to tell us about yourself starting now. All right. Well, I am a professional organizer. What that means is I help people handle stuff. Um, I'm really passionate about the power that an organized space has to make the rest of life just a lot easier. So yeah, I love my work, love my business. It's a great time. You've you've got 10 seconds left. Where's your website? Oh, I can say more. (laughs) Well, I live in California, as you can probably hear from my voice. So that's where I work. (laughs) Ah, so it's, yeah, so it's nice and warm, 30 degrees. Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Go on, give us your website. Where's your website? Where can we find you if we... LMWedits.com. LMW are my initials. Uh, I did not realize that that would be so hard to say what I named my business, but here we are. (laughs) So you're a professional organizer. So are you you organized? I am quite organized, as a matter of fact. Yes, I learned all the organizing skills from my dad growing up. So Mm. it's always been sort of second nature to me. And you're also an Evernote user. I think you told me. I am. Yes, I've been using it personally for years and years and years. And then when I started growing my team, I started using Evernote Teams for my business. Right. So when did you first kind of find Evernote and and how did you get start, start using it? I think it was probably around the time that I was in grad school, which was quite a while ago, over 10 mm. years ago. And people were sort of talking about it, about this this way to take notes that mm. might be better. And I tried it. And I think what I ended up sticking with it because of the sharing feature. So my husband and I shared a lot of Evernote notes, especially when we were first getting married and planning stuff. And, you know, are we going to buy a house and all that kind of thing? And just keeping notes shared really, really helped with not having to be like, wait, did you do this? Did you do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really useful. I got uh, the sync as well was was it for me because I mean I think we forget when we go back like ten, twelve years ago or something how new that was. Yes, very. Uh, nothing really did that. We we take it all for granted now, don't we? And it's really useful. It is amazing, yeah. And you you see in a lot of other technologies what they've picked picked and chosen from various of the of the sort of OG <laughs> services. Mm. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. So, is your Evernote organized? 
It is. Ooh, ooh. Yes. I, I would you, say it's I bet not it's really perfect. nice, isn't it? I bet it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's not perfect, but um, I what, what I always tell my clients is, you know, you got to organize the way you think. And so yeah. it's organized by like section of my life in a way that makes sense to me. And I, I do have the hierarchy with the notebooks and then the notes inside and all of that stuff. Yeah. Are you are you are you kind of like a structure with a, a notebook person? You don't sort of like have one notebook and then 8000 tags. Right. No, I definitely separate out notebooks by topic area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and how do you kind of work with your team? What with it? Do, do, have they got access to it and everything? Yeah, so I have two different accounts, one for my personal and one for my business. Mm. And my, um, but you can toggle back and forth between them, so it's actually pretty convenient. And uh, for the teams, I think what's been the most helpful is that we can really take a lot of notes about the projects that we work on. So I set up some templates that we use for each project. Mm. So every time we do, we open up a new project with a new client, I fill it up with all the templates that we need. Everything from session notes to the measurements we take of the space to the shopping list. Um, and then the most fun thing is being able to assign each other tasks, yeah. which is so nice because then you don't lose things in emails. When I first brought on my first employee, we were doing everything on email and I was like, this has got to stop. I am losing things. Yeah. In Evernote, it's just always there. If I didn't do the task, the task is, task is still there. I'm with you. So you kind of like bought into the tasks thing when they bought it out a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. The tasks is, is super, super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One thing I'll, I'll mention, because it's like the end of April when we're recording this, and this will probably go out in a, in a few weeks' time, but they're mm -hmm. going to be launching, and it's it's rolling out so very, very soon, as in like the next day or two, um, real-time editing between teams. So you and your colleagues will all be able to be in the same note all at the same time, typing and altering things. That is very exciting because, yeah, one mm. thing that is is has been frustrating is if you edit something and then there's a network issue and it doesn't upload or if somebody yeah. else edits something, then you'll get the, the double versions and then go, yeah. ah, which one do I need? Yeah. Or you get those horrible <laughs> locked notes, don't you, where somebody else is messing with it so you can't. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so this should solve that problem. Yeah, so so you've got a nicely organized Evernote, which is, which is good. But the, one thing I wanted to kind of like chat with you a little bit about because you, you you I mean I take it you go into people's homes and organize yeah I do yes mm. so so what I mean are we talking personal organization or business organ I mean explain it yeah so anything in a home I organize because it just has to do with stuff stuff yeah. in general I can handle stuff so um, sometimes it has to do with business too like I've worked on home offices mm -hmm. um, but a lot of my projects are kitchens pantries closets garages kids rooms all that kind of stuff any anywhere that things accumulate and get untidy that's where that's where we work yeah and folks will be saying what's that got to do with productivity which this podcast tends to be about but I can see how the two are connected how do you connect them yeah, so a space really affects everything we do. Um, one of the interesting things is that it turns out that the presence of clutter in a space raises your cortisol levels. Um, that's the stress hormone. Mm. And so even if you don't think that clutter bothers you at all, yeah, it actually is bothering you on a subconscious level. So when you have a space that is tidy and doesn't have a lot of clutter and is designed exactly for the purposes that you need it for, it just makes you a lot 
calmer and it makes it easier to get stuff done. I always talk to my clients about getting organized as removing the friction from the regular, normal, boring things you have to do every day just so that you can focus your energy on the things that demand more of your cognition, that take a little bit more time, that you really want to prioritize. And do you think being organized in your personal life can kind of help your productivity in your work life? Absolutely. I mean, think about the feeling of coming home from a day at work or leaving your home office if you are a work work Mm. from home person and walking into your sort of garden variety untidy house. How does that make you feel? Mm. It's not rejuvenating, right? It makes you feel more tired because you're like, oh my goodness, I just left work and I'm drained and now I am walking into this mess that either I have to ignore or do something about. And that's really tiring. So if you can create an organized home, then it becomes more of a respite from your tough work day and other things that you do outside the home. Do, do you think do you think you, we can make make our homes look a little bit too much like a show home? We've all been into folks' houses where you I think absolutely. you think to yourself nobody actually lives here. Absolutely. And I when I talk about an organized space, I really talk about what that means to the individual that lives there. Because Mm. it's your house. You don't have to show anybody the inside of your home if you don't want to. We don't, we we shouldn't live for the outside approval, right? But it's gotta work for you. And what, what is organized looks different from person to person. I always end up coming up with something new for each and every client I have just because they have a particular take on something and they need it to work a certain way. And that that's inspiring to me. How can I make that work for them? Are you one of those folks who say you've got to make your bed in the morning? You're like, if you make your bed in the morning, then that you're set for the day. I am. And mm. it's because it gives you a win early on. It's not that making your bed itself is the <laughs> thing that has to be done, but it's one of those things where it takes a few seconds and then you have that sense of accomplishment that takes you forward into the day. And I see that a lot with organizing too. Even when I'm working with a client and they're so overwhelmed and they're feeling really down on themselves and frustrated, when we clear one surface, they get this huge rush and it's a win and it's a feeling of, oh, Mm. actually I'm capable, I can do this, this is gonna work. So you psychologically, you think there's a definite connection between kind of having things organized in the right place and everything and, and work work productivity absolutely yeah do, do you think we can be split do you think we could be we could have a chaotic personal life that's all a total mess and then we could have a really organized work life or do, or, or do you think it doesn't really work I think you absolutely can I see it all mm. the time <laughs> yeah the question is whether or not that's optimal and whether yeah. or not you want it to be optimal you know yeah. one of the things that I always say is I can't work with anyone who doesn't want to be organized. If you don't want to, if you're happy with the way your life is, if you're very happy with your work life and your personal life, that's great. I'm not out here trying to change you. It's more when you're realizing that there's, there's something missing or there's something that's not working for you and you feel like it could be better, but you're not really sure how. I invite people to look at their the space inside their home and, and wonder if that's supporting their goals or if it's mm. maybe detracting from them. Um, what, what we do on the podcast is, is I ask three every guest three questions, the same three questions. And um, mm-hmm. the, the first one is um, what's your number one productivity tip? If you had to like give a tip to somebody, what would you say? Make me productive. Um, mine is to tie something to work time so that it, it 
uh, clicks your brain into work mode. For me, weirdly enough, that's lighting a candle in my home office. My husband calls it the productivity candle. When the candle is burning, (laughs) don't come knocking. I am in deep work mode. (laughs) That's really interesting. I like that. So there's almost like, it's almost like the the towel out the window, isn't it? Like, I'm I'm working, I'm working. Yeah, it works on a couple of levels. It's sort of a, it's a, it's a tiny indulgence that feels good, but also yeah. it's a, a psychological trigger for now we move into this other phase of the day, um, and it's a nice notification for the lovely man that I live with <laughs> to not yeah. bother me. So it works really well for me. And I really like the idea that it, it kind of like says to you, I'm moving now from home to work sort of thing. Yes. Because our home and workspaces are now pretty much combined, aren't they? Most of us at, at least work some of the time at home um, nowadays. So yes, how, do, how do you see that working? Can we organise things to kind of separate the different areas of our life? We absolutely can. And this is something I thought thought and talked a lot about during the, the pandemic, especially mm. as there were so many people transitioning into working from home for the first time. Is even if you don't have a separate room with the door that closes, which is obviously a, a more straightforward way to separate work and home, you can still think about making sure that physically and mentally you can end your work day. So If you have sort of a nook in your home where you can put a desk, making sure that all of your work stuff is on that desk and then you turn your monitor off or close your laptop or some sort of physical cue that tells you I'm done with my workday and my workday stays here in this one spot. And then for people who have sort of a smaller, more flexible living space where they don't have space for a desk, maybe you have a mobile workstation like a tray with a laptop and your important papers and your glasses and that kind of thing. And you can put the tray on a shelf at the end of a workday so that, again, it's it's that physical trigger of we're done here. It's time to transition into personal time. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's something I struggle with myself, I must admit, because, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been working, I kind of work from a home office for years. I mean, it must be 20 plus years now um, mm-hmm. working. And I I don't genuinely feel as if there is any difference now between work and home. They are completely and utterly combined and I don't even think about it. That doesn't necessarily mean that I, I work all the time. Do you know what I mean? I still have time when I right. don't. I still I still have very much set times where I don't work. So I'm not sat there always working. Um, but But it doesn't feel like I'm going to work and it doesn't feel like I'm going home. How would you kind of organize things to give me that type of feeling? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably look even, especially because you're a person who probably works a lot online, I would look at teasing out, are all of your accounts and activities combined? Hmm. So for example, do you have separate email accounts, separate calendars, separate phone numbers, that kind of stuff? For hmm. me, I, ha- I separate all of that stuff. I have work email, I have personal email. I have work phone number, I have business phone number. They're both on the same cell phone, but I can see which number is calling when I pick up my phone. And what that does for me is it makes me able to turn off work actually on a device if I want to. So if if I've decided this weekend I am just going to relax, I'm not going to answer work email, I'm not going to answer work phone calls, I can do that. I can easily see where messages are coming from and sort of turn that off. I like that idea. I do that. I have got a separate phone phone number for work than 
than yeah. kind of like me. And that's really important because I can just turn the damn thing off. Um, yeah, and not, exactly. <laughs> and not, not answer it whatsoever. But but it is difficult. The other signs of it, isn't it? Because, I mean, I suppose you've got clients who want to contact you on Messenger. We've got Slack. We've got Teams. We've got WhatsApp. We've got Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. We've got everything. To try. But, but you, you know, my daughter gets in touch with me on WhatsApp and it's like so do some of my clients. It, it's difficult, isn't it? It is. It is. It is definitely a challenge. I would not say I'm, you know, amazing at this, mm. but it is something I work on because for me, I find that keeping work and personal separate works for me. I mean, there are people who have everything very intertwined and they like that. They're very comfortable with it. And I always say more power to you if, mm. if it's working for you. But for me personally, I like to be able to turn off work and refocus. Yeah. Have you worked with anybody who's got like a small apartment where where maybe there isn't oh, yeah. a lot of room and, and literally oh, yeah. your, your home office is, is, is next to your sofa and your TV? How do, how do, you, how do you help with that? Yeah, with that, it's really when you have a small space, you really have to be very intentional about the stuff that you have. There's mm. just not room for, well, I'll keep those files from that past project just in case. Yeah. Because you just don't have room to store it. Yeah. So I with with a small space, I ask my clients to get very intentional about what they truly need to be productive and if there's other things that we can either store in digital format, locate in digital format, or maybe just actually get rid of. Um, it's pretty surprising the small amount of paper we need these days. And so a home office truly can be a laptop, some headphones, and you know a notepad. And that's kind of it. Um, second question then, the second little question I ask everybody is, what's the best piece of productivity advice you've been given? I mean, I don't suppose it really has to be productivity, it's sort of like life advice, if you know what I mean. That thing that somebody ah, yes. somebody gave you, yeah. Oh, gosh, so, so many. Um, mm. But I will say <laughs> one, one of the best pieces of productivity slash life advice that I've gotten, I'm not very good at implementing, but that's because I'm very resistant <laughs> to it, but I know it's going to work. And that's time blocking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I worked with a business coach a few years ago, and he really strongly suggested time blocking. And I don't do a great job of it, but when I do implement it, it, it really works. For example, um, today is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I do all of my meetings, any interviews, any um, sort of networking stuff. I do all of that on Wednesdays. It's sort of my meeting day. And yeah. having condensed all of that to one day has been super helpful in letting me be very present and available for client projects on the other weekdays. What don't you like about time blocking? Um, I'm a little bit of a rebel and it feels mm. a little restrictive. <laughs> Yeah, that's really strange because you do your job is to structure people. That's true. That's true. We we all have a little rebel in some ways, and yeah, you know, for for me, it's like this is a this is an area of personal growth of working through. You know, this is a structure that is going to be helpful even if it feels uncomfortable at first. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day when I was recording another episode of the podcast, and they were saying you, when when we look at time management, we can't fight time. Um, yes. And we, we try to. We say this is going to happen between then and then. This is going to be happen between this time and this time. And it's going to happen at this day between this time and this time. And then something happens and throws it all out. And then we then get stressed and then they get hassled. Don't we? It's, we can't control time. It's very true. It's very, Well, time is the, the non-renewable resource, right? So yeah. that's part of why 
I I know that time blocking does work for me because you can't get more of it. So you got to do the best that you can with the time that you have. Yeah. Do you give yourself leeways as well? I do. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you have to, especially being an entrepreneur, you're the only one watching what you're doing. And yeah. so it's it's hard to be accountable to yourself and you have to give yourself some grace there. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're talking to a client and it's a big client and it's a big job and you've got to spend a lot of time and it goes on half an hour longer than what you thought it was going to do, you can't just say, shut up, i got to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, with, with the nice thing about being in, in the organizing field is clients are very receptive to the idea mm. of you setting boundaries because that's what they've hired you to do. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I can sort of say, all right, we've got half an hour left. Here's what I think we can accomplish in that half an hour. And people tend to be very receptive. So the third question is... Um... What's your secret procrastination? Because I think procrastination, is, you know, wasting a bit of time is, is actually quite good for you. What, what, do, what do you do to kind of like just I can't be bothered to work at the moment? <laughs> yeah, well, um, I am uh, a obsessive reader ever since I was a kid. I love to read. I read fast. I digest lots and lots of information. So I love um, reading sort of not not news, not like up to the minute news, but like magazine type articles, mm -hmm. like um, The Atlantic or The New Yorker, that kind of stuff. Uh, long, long form journalism about something very like fascinating and possibly salacious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> those, yeah. are the things, those are the things I love to read. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, are you tempted to sort of like, do you read these on your on your computer, on your tablet, on on, on your work device? You know, I do, but here's the funny thing that I do, speaking of physical triggers to separate. If I am going to procrastinate, I make my – so I, I work at a desk and I plug my laptop into a monitor. Yeah. If I'm going to procrastinate, I make myself remove the laptop, leave the desk, and open it up and sit somewhere else so that at least I'm acknowledging <laughs> to myself I have made a choice to not work right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see, I'm terrible at that because I'll just find Wikipedia and then that's me done for the day. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's just <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> total rabbit hole of, of everything. Um, do you think we can organize too much? I do. Hmm. And I have seen that where people get very obsessed with it being perfect. And then yeah. they're always trying more yet more detail into an organizing system. And to me, that's a sign that. There's something else going on, but they're trying to use organizing to fix this other problem. And that is, of course, completely beyond my scope. I yeah. do home organizing. I don't do therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, if, if, if you're constantly organizing and reorganizing, is it that the organizing system isn't working or is it that there's something else that's bothering you? Yeah, because it can add, add, to, add stress to your life, can't it, if you feel that everything has got to be organized to the nth degree? It is. And, and something I see a lot, actually, in my field is a lot of perfectionism. And perfectionism yeah. can be so, so, so toxic because yeah. I see people saying to themselves, well, if I can't do it perfectly, I won't do it at all. Or yeah. this has to be perfect. I have to stress out about it every day. And both of those things, they just sap your energy and they take your time. And back to time being a non-renewable resource, I'd, I don't want to see people using their time that way. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You're the second person to mention that this week to me about perfection really? and chasing perfection. Yeah. Um, do you think Instagram's to blame, particularly in your world? Because, I mean, 
Oh, I mean, some of the stuff is just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the, rain, the rainbow order everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. And and before Instagram, it was Pinterest too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I I on the front page of my website, one of my beliefs is that I have a healthy skepticism towards any organizing trend that originates on social media. <laughs> Um, and that's because those come from a good place at the beginning, I believe. Like, there's probably some people for whom being able to see their clothing in rainbow order is really helpful because that's the way that they think about getting dressed. Um, but it got taken to a degree that's way past being useful. I mean, I was just scrolling through my business Instagram the other day just to, to sprinkle some likes around and saw a picture of a, this gorgeous organized fridge where the entire refrigerator was taken up by clear plastic containers and in the clear plastic containers were this beautiful rainbow order assortment of fruits, vegetables, and soda cans. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I got other stuff in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have more than fruits, vegetables, and soda cans. This is not realistic. This is not yeah. going to help anyone. So yeah, I absolutely believe that social media can sort of take things way too far. Yeah, because kitchens on social media is a nightmare. Nobody has so many jars and containers and labels, do they? I mean, they don't. Well, they do sometimes. <laughs> but I. But what I always tell people is if you want to have those beautiful canisters that are labeled... Mm. What you have to do is every time you go shopping, you have to decant your stuff out of the box or the bag into that container. And if you're not willing to do that, then the whole system is going to break down and then it's even more of a mess. So you'll see a lot of the the super containerized pantries in homes where people have paid help. Yes. And that's really how that happens. Yeah, my daughter used to be like that. She used to have like containers for absolutely everything. And then she had a two-year-old mm -hmm. and a 10-month-old and then uh, it's not so organized anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes Kids a difference. Kids do tend to really uh, challenge your, your organizing for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Lucy, it's been fascinating chat chatting to you. Um, where can we find you? Do, do you do? Do you only go to people's houses or can you organize folks like via Zoom or something? I do work virtually, as a mm. matter of fact. Yes, indeed. Um, so with uh, virtual organizing, it's really a good fit for, of course, someone who's not in my immediate area. I'm in San Francisco. But mm. also, it's really great for those who are concerned a little bit more about privacy because when I go into someone's home and I'm in their stuff, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot that I do see. It's a, it's a really amazing gift that people Ooh. give me to allow me into their homes like that. Another podcast there. That. Another podcast I can feel coming on with all the gossip. Right, right. If you're, But if you're not comfortable with that, then... Then Zoom yeah. is a great alternative because I just see what you show on camera. Um, and then it's also, it's a little bit less of a time commitment and it's a little bit of less of a financial commitment as well. So it's a good fit for somebody who's interested in that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So where can we find you? Where's your website and, and your social media and all your bits and pieces? I hope yes, it's all absolutely. nicely organized. So my website yeah, my website has everything, lmwedits.com. And then I'm on all socials at lmwedits. Uh, the place where I post the most is Instagram. I also have a couple of longer form videos on my YouTube channel. Um, so, yeah, that's where you can find me. Fantastic. Lucy, thanks ever so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, John. Thanks again to Lucy for her time. Don't forget to check out all the links in the show notes. Give them a quick tap. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then make sure you subscribe. Thanks for listening.